Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. My neighbors think their house was haunted on Christmas last year. Why? Because of the presents under their tree. (laughs) (laughs) But um, bump. Well, that's a good intro to our paranormal and paranoid news episode. Is it a good intro? (laughs) It it is, Holly. It is. Okay, thanks for clarifying. I am going to discuss the diabolical. The evil and downright cursed Christmas trees that have destroyed many lives. Oh, I like it already. I know. And this isn't recent news. Christmas trees have always been agents of death. So no wonder there are many stories of them being cursed and haunted as well. Every year you hear stories of people being murdered by their Christmas trees. Wow. I, mean, I didn't know there was such a homicidal tree right out there. Well, I mean, it's gotten better <laughs> with the use of electric lights. Nice. Um, you know, instead of the candles and paper ornaments and plastic icicles. You remember those strings of popcorn that people would hang? Yes. Oh, my God. Talk about a kindling nightmare ripe for a spark. Do people still stream popcorn and put them they on their They don't. Trees? It's probably people, why. People don't chance that no, anymore. The tree will use it against them. Yes. And um, the evergreen pine tree should have raised superstition of paranormal activity after all. There have been cases of churches reporting their trees stolen from their cemeteries during the Christmas holiday. Huh. Although in some cases, churches and cities would welcome a thinning of the trees in their cemeteries. And this was the case in Fort Wayne, Texas in 1919. Oh. I'm going way back for my news. Yeah, you are. Sure. Way back. You're right when you said this is not a news story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The mayor had negotiated for a perfect conifer tree, 40 feet tall, to be dug up and moved from the local cemetery to the city square for decorating. As several men tried to secure the tree, one of the wires holding it broke free and caused it to crash to the ground, injuring two people with the branches as it fell. The next morning, after the tree was back firmly in place, a resident, while driving his car, struck one of the wires that was holding the tree, causing it to whip into his windshield, hitting his head and knocking him unconscious. The car, though, kept driving and ended up smashing into the tree, catapulting the driver out of the car and boom onto the pavement. Oh, ouch. In Cincinnati, Ohio, another diabolical tree was ready to kill its owner for Christmas cheer. Chopping the end of a Christmas tree to get the right height William Smith, a farmhand, almost chopped off his big toe. Ooh. You need that toe. Yeah. In a rage, he threw the axe and broke a window which struck a small child in the face, leaving a very severe cut. Where to go? The child's mother, Mrs. Scoville, fell and broke her ankle in the process of trying to rescue her child in the accident. The owner of the farm, Mr. Scoville, upset at how incompetent his farmhand was, decided to finish the job of erecting the Christmas tree himself. (laughs) However, while testing the candles, he accidentally lit the tree on fire, and it almost then burnt down his entire farmhouse. Boy, that's one vindictive tree. Oh, yes. Believing then that the tree was cursed or haunted, he threw the tree into the pig's pen, where it fell instead on his chicken, killing it instantly. 
<laughs> my God. What a story. That's you know. crazy. I know. I you know, trees could do that. You know, that year they skipped the turkey and had a different bird for the family I'm dinner. Uh, for many years, Christmas trees were shipped from northern Michigan in risky late season runs by Great Lake schooners known as Christmas tree ships. Despite multiple deaths, it was a highly lucrative trade. Hmm. One of the most famous fatalities of the Christmas tree ships was a man known as Captain Santa. <laughs> His family had a history of transporting and selling Christmas trees. His official name was Captain Herman Schooneman, a resident of Chicago. In 1912, the captain was transporting a load of his Christmas trees by ship from Lake Michigan to Chicago when the boat capsized and killed all 16 crew members aboard. Even oh, more no. strange was just a few years prior, this same crew and Captain Schooneman was saved off another ship when a boat they were sailing called the Mary Colin also sank and was carrying a load of Christmas trees for the Yuletide season. Even more bizarre was the brother of the late captain also lost his life and crew of five men several years prior in Lake Michigan when he also was transporting a cargo of Christmas trees. So there's something about that family and Christmas trees. Yeah, we don't know if these trees were all cut from a cemetery, but they definitely <laughs> were a harbinger of doom for yeah, this family. there's some karma going on there. You know, many of these strange news stories were written up in the local papers and collected and published in the Victorian Book of the Dead by author Chris Woodyard. You can read many more stories of evil Christmas trees, hmm. including blood poisoning from a prick of pine needles, Strange bugs coming out of the tree and biting the unlucky person who was standing by the tree. I can believe that. And then there were all kinds of stories of arsenic poisoning in the green wax candles, mm. red candles and ornaments tainted with vermilion, which mm. is a deadly mercury compound. Oh, wow. And supposedly all true stories. Wow. So... What you're saying is don't get any real trees this year. What I'm saying is if you're going to get a Christmas tree, don't get it in the cemetery. <laughs> and please don't hang your tree upside down for Christmas. It just looks so wrong to me. Why you know would that, I do that? Well, remember that became like a thing, a fad. Uh, where people would just hang their Christmas trees upside down from the ceiling. Yeah, I remember that was a fad for Satanists. Carol. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, it was just decoration. But <laughs> it was just a, it was just you know, I don't know. Let's why turn they our did crucifixes it. upside down. Let's turn our Christmas trees upside down. Yay, Satan! But if you do think your Christmas tree is haunted, it might just be the decorations you're putting on your tree, especially if you've inherited them from dead relatives, or you got them from mysterious antique shops or craft bazaars. I was watching this video of this YouTube person mm -hmm. and she said she had a haunted uh, ornament that looked like a Darth Vader hat. <laughs> <laughs> and like they had like the worst Christmases year after year after year until she finally was like, I think it's that creepy ornament we got at the garage sale. <laughs> I should probably get rid of it. So and after did. that, like they had fine holidays oh, wow. ever since then. Yeah, but like definitely her story was really funny, but hmm. um I mean not funny. Very sad and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't relish in the tragedy and curses of others. <laughs> so on to paranoid news. Of course the dreaded Omicron variant of COVID most recently announced just a couple weeks ago. Here it comes. I <laughs> I've been following the naming of the variants and I find it curious that they skip from Delta over Nu and G to land on the worst possible sounding name of Omicron. It sounds like a corporation. It totally is just weird. It's a I weird mean, it sounds like it's something that was made in a lab. Oh, the Omicron um 
yeah. corporation created this strand exactly. and then released it into the populace. I mean, you it's know, just a weird name. The minute I heard that virus name, my mind had instant deja vu. I kept thinking to myself, now where have I heard that before? Mm. And I know it was the name of the planet that Lur, the monster you know, from Omicron, Percy I-8, featured in the Futurama episodes. Oh, really? Hello, I'm Lur from Omicron, <laughs> Percy I-8. Okay, never mind. Well, I don't, imp- I don't, you know. You don't do voices so well. I'm not doing voices very well. But some of you might also remember a certain 2013 movie, The Visitor from Planet Omicron. The plot was about an alien who comes to Earth carrying a deadly virus that a corrupt government wants to use on the general populace, but instead the alien gets seduced by an Arizona widow who cooks for him from her backyard garden of wholesome goodness, and together they try to topple the evil plan. Wow. So that was a movie. Well, and then for Transformer fans, Omicron is Unicron's brother and cousin to Megatron. (laughs) So yeah, I want... So it's a Transformer. Yeah, so I want to say... Hello, Omicron. We know you well. Wow. But we don't because it's new and we don't really have any other information. Man. Other than get scared. Oh. But can we just like just be scared from ghost stories? I really just prefer that. I know. So me much too. more. I like that what we can't see will hurt us. Versus... Well, yeah. So I, I think it's just another creepy example that shows like Futurama, South Park and Simpsons. They're consistently... And movies well, we predicting know the future. The Simpsons have nailed it out of the park a couple hundred times. And South Park has too. South Park is one of my favorite shows. The latest creepy coincidence being circulated on the net was a recent episode of South Park, three days before the tragic Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Mm. South Park aired an eerie episode featuring a busy street with Christmas shoppers and festive crowds bustling about when a red SUV appears and plows through the crowd, running over a lady and her child. People have seen this video and say it's just too weird that this was so close to the same incident and had similar elements of a driver in a red SUV running over Christmas parade attendees. Wow, that's scary. Yeah, so someone has a time machine and is giving these shows the script, right? Yeah. I just think it's really creepy. They've always, like, done future episodes of things happening so i'm gonna start really watching because you know well i just subscribed to hbo max so i can watch all the south parks oh yeah (laughs) it's like you can't find them like comedy central they have a couple of classics up there Mm -hmm. that you can watch but i kind of just want to watch the whole thing from beginning to end to see the evolution of it you know yeah because it's so funny and they're so spot on so many things in my opinion um they are yeah yeah so now Paramount, I shouldn't be advertising this, but Paramount Plus, because I'm not getting paid, but um, they've got these 14 specials that they're doing. You can only get there. You can't get it on HBO Max oh, or Comedy Central. Okay. Yes. Now I'm like, shit, do I have to get Paramount Plus now too? See, that's the thing. It's like you have to keep buying all these subscriptions to all these different. Pretty soon. It's like nickel and dime to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only $5 a month. And all of a sudden you're like $65 in debt every month for all these little subscription services. Yeah. You're like, you don't even watch them because you've got too many to watch now. And you're like, oh, man. And then it comes through your bank account. Hello, it was time to renew. And you're yeah. like, oh, God, I didn't keep track of that. Oh, and by the way, we um, your your intro offer was $4.99. Now it's $25.99 yes. a Yes, yes. Yeah. That yeah. always happens to me with my internet bill. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how they can charge what they do. Well, my next story is of a possible ghost in the machine. This time, an evil Santa figure appearing on YouTube Kids. Mm. So this account, um, it allows for parental control, and mm. they call it YouTube Kids. Okay. So viral messages are appearing online warning parents of what is happening with this evil Santa. One concerned parent, J.T. McGrath, said an evil Santa randomly pops up like an ad on YouTube and tells kids to put a knife in their stomach in order to get more presents. What? Isn't that fucked up? That's so fucked up. Another parent warns that their son, William, age five, just walked in and said that he, he's going to put a knife in his stomach and kill himself because evil Santa told him to. Oh, my God. And it's the only way he will get any presents. Upon further prodding, the boy said the evil Santa also told him that he can't tell his mommy or daddy and that the more people he kills, the more presents he will get. Oh so God. the parent asked to see this video of evil Santa and then the son said, well, you can't find him, mommy. He finds you and gives you tasks. If you don't do everything he says, he'll find you in your sleep. Oh, so he's Freddy Krueger. No, you know what this sounds like? A lot like Slender Man. Yeah. It sounds very similar. Um, to me, and it's probably a hoax. So he just pop up in YouTube videos for kids, yeah. Oh, well, then if they can't reproduce it, then obviously it's a hoax because you can't just pop up on one video and not in the replay. Yeah, unless so, it's a hacker or something yeah, breaking in. I don't know. So the parent who posted said her kid realized this was not normal and told her, but she fears other kids who might think it's true and not tell their parents. YouTube is investigating and so far has not found any new information or any real proof of this evil Santa. Mm. However, this isn't the first time parents say that odd, subliminal, and creepy messages are fed to their kids on YouTube. One person said her six-year-old showed her the muffin song and her personality started to change. Mm. She got depressed, talked about not wanting to live, and then she also showed her mother another song that had a 10-hour loop on it. And it was marketed to look like, you know, it's for kids and it sounded like kids, but it, the whole loop talks about suicide. Oh, my God. The parent said it was after that she got rid of YouTube on her kid's device. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, yeah, but she's expressed a warning to other parents in case their kids encounter this. One parent said her stepdaughter was watching a video when a cartoon bear popped up on her screen and interrupted what she was watching. The bear told her to cut her wrists or the bear would come eat her. Mm -hmm. The parent said she witnessed this herself and they immediately turned off YouTube and haven't used it since. Wow. She said it's hard to take anything seriously because most stories are just hoaxes. But she knows what she saw. She witnessed it with her daughter and she said this is not a myth. Like wow. it's happening. That's creepy. Yeah. And so my final story is a bit personal. Recently, I woke up one morning and I realized something I had randomly dreamed of was now being marketed to me as a suggestion to my email inbox. Hmm. It made me go, huh, that's weird. Yeah. You know, I don't think I ever said anything about this item out loud or searched for that item online in the past. Because we all know, like, if we talk, you know, sometimes it'll, it'll listen to you. The algorithm yeah. will pick it up. So or if you weird. have an Alexis in your house or Siri. Siri. Mm -hmm. And so my phone is listening to us talk right now. Yeah. I know yeah. you can hear a Siri. I know. So <laughs> so for a split second, I had this wild thought that, okay, someone hacked my sleeping brain, right? Because you want to know what it was that I dreamed of? 
Yeah. Okay. It was a ladder, but it was a specific type that I dreamed of called a single pole or tactical pole ladder. Hmm. It's not at all a common ladder. So it's not something. It's a very specific ladder. It's a very specific ladder. Yeah. And that exact type of ladder was advertised to me the very next day. That's very weird. And it was just in this random dream I had. It's not something I'm going to buy. It's not something I ever wanted. So it's not like I was discussing it with anyone. That's very strange. Yeah. Do you think that something said to you subliminally that you, this ladder, and they put the picture in your brain, and then you went to sleep and dreamt it, and then the next day it's like, oh, do you want that ladder? Like, do you think it went it's like that? It's so like that? bizarre. I don't know. It's it's definitely a freaky coincidence. Huh. But the universe had a much bigger joke to play on me because as I was putting together my news stories, the wonderful algorithm of all-knowingness showed me an article recently published saying... 77% of advertisers are excited and looking into ways to influence our dreams subliminally while oh, we sleep. no, I'm sorry, yep. but there has to be a line drawn with this shit. I know. MSN.com reported just a few months ago that a group of researchers are sounding a dire warning that companies will be taking over your dreams with commercial advertisements. Yeah. I think Jeff Goldblum just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> Yay, and, Jeff. Yes. An example of this attempt has already been admitted by Coors, who last year for the Super Bowl used TDI technology in order for viewers to go to sleep and then have their ad influence their dreams while they slept. That's fucked up. This technology, called Targeted Dream Incubation, TDI, uses specific audio and visual stimuli, such as a video, to induce specific imagery and sounds into the brain that people then recall at a later time in their dream state. Coors targeted around 100 million Super Bowl viewers ahead of the Super Bowl specifically to have them dream about Coors beer in a clean, refreshing mountain environment and then with irresistible desire to drink their beer during the Super Bowl. Mm. It was kind of a joke, everyone thought, and Coors dubbed it, quote, the world's largest dream study, end quote. Wow. Marcelo Pasqua, vice president of marketing at Molson Coors, is proud that targeted dream incubation TDI and the partnership with Coca-Cola is engaging in a new approach to advertising. But alarmingly, other companies are also now on board. PlayStation offers a new Tetris game based on a sleep study revealing that playtime incubates Tetris dreams. An Xbox's game made from dreams uses TDI to give professional gamers dreams of their favorite video games. Well, aren't all those gamers up all night playing anyway? I mean, it's like they're sleeping while they play. It's just to make them like live in that world permanently. God, yeah. Burger King designed a horror burger for Halloween before this technology was even being used back in 2018. Now that's cool. Claiming, yes, claiming that it had been clinically proved to induce nightmares in a sleep <laughs> laboratory research. Oh my gosh. This was all dismissed as a joke because why would you want people to have nightmares over burgers or unsanitary food that you sell? Mm. Well... How many of you are still eating at Burger King? <laughs> Maybe they didn't realize it worked. Um, the one by me is out of business. I think there's been a few yeah, out of business I, here in I, Portland. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're making it out here. So moreover, a number of marketing research groups are openly investigating techniques to influence and inspire purchasing behavior through dream and sleep hacking. No, that's... 
too far. It's awful. So dream incubation as a commercial for-profit endeavor is increasingly becoming a reality. So this, you know, kind of reminds me of the movie Inception. Isn't that weird? Do you feel like this is just driven by sheer narcissism? People who are like, no, I'm going to be able to do it. No one's going to stop me. And I'm going to just, who cares about other people's rights and respect for just a line of decency? Yeah, I don't don't think they care. I think they love how far they can go and they think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're doing something new. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It sucks. I love this quote taken from a letter of concern sent to the Federal Trade Commission by 40 dream researchers. Quote, the potential for misuse of these technologies is as ominous as it is obvious. And companies will argue that these techniques of implanting dreams are less potent than traditional advertising and won't have the same effect. So no worries, right? (laughs) But Dr. Deidre Barrett, a Harvard professor who helped Coors create its TDI Super Bowl campaign, said she completely agrees. It's absolutely unethical. (laughs) And yet and yet she helped create it. You know what? If they're going to instigate stuff like that, they should really start with the testing. They, They should be a rule that you have to do it. You have to test on your family members first. Oh. I just don't think it should be allowed at all. And, We're and already yourself. marketed to way too much. Yeah. And we, we our, our dreams were the last frontier of privacy that yeah. we have. Yeah. And if we can't even have that now, it's, so dumb. it's just, it's just mind boggling. And so I just thought it was just strange. I found, you know, these articles about this technology after this happened to me. It was just coincident that's, that's creepy though because it makes it's you creepy. go um were they doing that to me yeah it's yeah. true it's truly paranoid news yeah it uh, truly you is. know and yeah. i was like oh god i'm paranoid now about this <laughs> i would be too and you can't help it because our technology is around us all the time and it's always listening to us and who knows maybe there was some kind of subliminal message that got popped out to you visually or um through audio and you were like listening to a music and it was really like you need this ladder carol yeah the whole thing is just crazy and um what are we gonna do our tarot cards on gosh i don't know you gave us a lot of good stories um what do you want to do it on have you thought about it Mm -mm. we could do it on what's that creepy santa and the youtube we could. What's that about? We could do that, or we could do how long um, this new Omicron's going to be around, and for how long? Let's do that. Cause I I'm done with this. Like I want to get on with my life. Yeah. And I I think everyone wants to know what. I mean, are we supposed to just be scared of this thing again, or what's going to happen? I think they want us to live in fear forever, and I'm kind of over it myself. So Omicron is... Let's do it. Am I saying that right? Omicron. <laughs> From the planet Omicron. Okay. okay. Oh, we'll be right back. Bye. All right, Carol. Um, so I'm using the Light Sears Tarot by Chris Ann. I've used this deck before, and it is rapidly becoming my favorite deck. Yes, it's so beautiful. It's so cool. The art on this deck mm-hmm. is fantastic. I just find it's very easy for me to connect and read these cards. And so thank you, Chris Ann, for your contribution to the tarot industry. I really um, love this deck. And she has a couple others out that I haven't looked at yet. But if they're anything like this deck, I'm sure I'll like them. I got some interesting cards. Um, I pulled the Eight of Swords. I pulled the Five of Wands. And I pulled the Ace of Swords. 
So I kind of think overall it'll be somewhat short-lived. But I think that um, the Ace of Swords shows the fear, the uncertainty, the I need to wear a mask and not leave my house and I'm terrified of everything vibe that we have been in for the last couple of years as a society. Everyone's afraid to do anything because they don't want to get this terrible germ. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that the... um, Om- Omicron, 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 thank you, Omicron, o- Omicron, Omicron, it's going to get everything stirred up the pot again, um, the five of one shows conflict and people arguing and panicking and trying to figure out what they need to do to protect themselves and give me this, give me that, whatever it is, but there does seem to be a lot of strife and fear getting stirred up once again with this new variant and people are, are, kind of stumbling all over each other to make sure they're protected but the nice thing is is that it, we have the ace of swords that we end with and to me that shows a big bright bold light of new information coming in it's either something is revealed or we have new um, knowledge about the disease but something that's going to light the way out of this mm-hmm. very very strongly and if you look at this card it's seriously a light shining out of her head because of the strength of the epiphany. Either that means the information will will be revealed of, we've got a cure, here you go, it's gonna take care of all the variants, or maybe we're gonna find that the disease is not as threatening as we thought, or maybe we're going to find out that, I don't know, there's something else at play, but for whatever the reason, there does seem to be a way out of this, Mm -hmm. ultimately, and we're gonna calm down with this new information. I'm using the Ethereal Visions deck. I've used it also before. It's by Matt Hughes, and they're really shiny. They have like this gold foil on them, which is pretty cool. Cool. Um, I drew the Ten of Wands reversed, uh, the Ace of Cups reversed, the Page of Swords um, as my final card, and then I did a clarifier card of the Four of Pentacles Okay. on the outcome. Okay. So... Um, I believe that um, we are really in need of relief. We're, we're really just kind of at our breaking point. The world is. Yeah. We can't go back into how we were with another year of lockdown. So I feel like mm-hmm. um, people are hearing what it is and they're refusing to just go back inside and retreat. Yeah. I think people are just um, wanting to feel like everything is just done. They're they're tired of being scared. Mm-hmm. The Ace of Cups reversed um, shows an ending. I feel like people might be um, separating, like mm. getting into more of like ideals about how we're going to solve this in a different way okay. than okay. what we have. And, com- and like new leaders, new people are going to be coming together in groups and saying, hey, you know, what if we did this right. um, so that we all feel happier and going forward and yeah. that we all feel like we're in agreement? Yeah. Um, and then the page of swords is quick action being yeah. taken, coming in and really eliminating any further ado with it. So maybe maybe Omicron's going to go back to his other planet. Um, and that there'll be incoming other things that we can concentrate on because right. the next thing is 
the four of pentacles, which I think um, our attention is going to be turned on financial stability worldwide, right. because I think the bigger issue is economics right now. Right. And how that disease is going to impact and how it already has yeah, impacted you can't, economy. You yeah. can't um, go through that mm-hmm. and hang on to our economy by a, a thin thread. So right, I right. think everybody's heads are focused on getting getting our economy healthy. Mm-hmm. And the four of pentacles denotes that that's what we're going to trying to do get our security back get our foundations back so that's it good so those are some good news i think we'll be out of it um probably by early next year i hope i'd say by spring by spring yeah i will say uh in the cold weather those masks do make my face nice and warm yeah it's like i might keep that around for a little while or something yeah (laughs) well anyway guys uh uh, keep hope read those scary stories yes Um, get your minds distracted fear alive in the form of horror yes not real nothing else yeah (laughs) thanks guys good night and one more thing just because you know it is christmas Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, how deadly are your branches. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Christmas trees have always been... Christmas trees have always been agents of death. Oh my God. So- <laughs> I know they've cut a lot. They've cut a lot of houses on fire, haven't they? Yeah. But he got his tree. Okay. And um, we put it up and I got him a special ornament, which I'll tell you about when we're done recording. <laughs> oh Lord. Does it vibrate? Chopping the end of the tree. Chopping. <laughs> Chop, 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 chop. I was reading this. Um, I was watching this video of this tip, 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 um, Three days uh, before, I got to say this because I'm saying uh a lot. Specifically marketed uh, for things to, to kids, obviously. In case I I missed that. Thank you for explaining. Yeah, that was a little. (laughs) (laughs) One concerned parent, JT McGrath, said an evil Santa randomly. Why can't I say randomly? Randomly. Randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe this typo. Hang on. Let me look real quick. Put it on pause, Holly. I might have fucked up. Hold. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.